Hey there. Thank you for coming to our first episode of Sacred Streets, a new podcast that is about spirituality in urban settings. Spaces. So I'm Kita. I'm considered what the baby of the group, the baby spiritualists here. I'm Baba Shola, um, Baba Lawo, and philanthropist, and Baba Baba Baba. Central is central. Oh, Bum. Hard working man, construction. Spiritualist as well. Good. Nice. Been around for a while. You know me. <laughs> yes. So today, we're talking about ancestral tendencies. So what does that mean, Papa? Why why are we talking about ancestral tendencies on our very, very first episode? The uh, podcast. Well, because it's the most important aspect of uh, religion in my spirituality, in my opinion, to connect with your ancestors means to connect with who you are. And, you know, we, we discuss these concepts in many uh, circles. One thing is always co consistent is that no matter what religion you're from, most of us recognize our ancestors. If you're a Christianity, if you're Christian, if you're Muslim, Ifa, um, whatever, most of us agree that our ancestors are our common thread, you know? So, all right. So to kick it off, I figured that we could go into a story. Hmm. So I know in the tradition, we love stories, right? They remind us of who we are. They kind of light our path. Mm -hmm. If we're dealing with something, we can refer to them by reference. Mm -hmm. So I know you got a story for us. I know you got a good story. Plenty, for us. plenty. Let's go. Well, let's go with my favorite one that talks about um, how ancestry is. Uh, accessible uh, to everyone who uh, just simply plugs into it. So this story comes from the Oduifa Oturupomeji. Um, and Oduifa is basically an oracle. And and it's from the Yoruba tradition out of West Africa, uh, Nigeria to be uh, more specific. And these oracle tell stories that, that uh, reflect ancient situations that apply to us today. Wow. Um, so this one story, uh, Meiji, it talks about how uh, a displaced person, no matter where they're displaced from, like how uh, they can just access their ancestral power uh, just by calling on their ancestors' names or visiting, uh, visiting a gravesite or um, just just remembering uh, a person in their family. So this old dude starts out by saying, if uh, I priest of the inside, Otita, if I priest of the outside. It is the sparrow that builds its own nest and the entrance face down in the curve. The entrance neither touches water nor rests on dry land, but the entrance face down in the curve. If I divination was performed for Oyepolu. So that's where the story starts to open up. And so Nopolu is, is the guy who went to get divination. Okay. So when they say cast divination, that means somebody had a situation and they went to a priest or to see somebody and they sat down and they got divination. So Oyapolu was the person who went to the priest and got the divination. Exactly. Okay. And so, and um, Oyapolu was a, a person who was the offspring of the uh, priests and chiefs of Ilaife, which is the kind of like 
not Mecca, but like the origin of Yoruba tradition right. and, and, and the, the, the birthplace uh, um, of what we know as the Yoruba tradition today or the culture today. And so his problem was his mother left him when he was very young. Um, and when he grew up, he couldn't find a wife. He couldn't find wealth. He couldn't find joy. He couldn't find progress. Couldn't find open roads. He couldn't find anything. His life was just at a standstill. And so he's like, well, how am I from the big chiefs and the kings? And But I can't really get my life to go, you know? And so he went to his Ifa priest, and Ifa priest said that you should just go to the graves of your ancestors and beg for power and authority. Hey, Paul said, I've seen these people do weak rituals. You know, they make costumes and, right, right. you know, they have food prepared. So how is it that I could just go to the grave and just ask, and I'll have the power that all these people had for thousands of years? But he didn't know that embedded in this culture is uh, energy that is transferred through DNA. That without ritual, you can just access, right? So, because Ifa never lies, because the oracle is always true, he went with it. So he went to the graves of his ancestors and he started to ask for power and authority over his life so that he can command or manifest, what we call it today, you know, or conjure or whatever. And so when he did that, his life started to change. He found wealth. He found joy. He found happiness. Uh, he found a wife. He had children. He built businesses. He bought property. So basically, right, so to relate back to modern times, right, when I'm getting from the storage, you know, so basically he was just like a child lost in the wilderness, basically. Uh and he relied on he relied on E5, divination, Correct. To, to guide him. Correct. So that's very relatable to a lot of people, you know, in today's time, that is lost. Yeah. Yeah. And and even more relatable is when, when he started to beg for power and authority, it just started to work. But then the last the last point is 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 the key. He said, if water is the first thing to be put on the ground, I do not know. If cola nut yes. is the first thing to be put on the ground, I do not know. So he's referring to all of all of what he's seen. Right, right, right. He's seen the big chiefs and the kings put the water down, be tutu, you tutu, tutu. So basically, don't be intimidated by what you don't right. know. Right. You gotta, you gotta tap in regards. We said, like, I don't know none of this. Right, palm oil, I don't know nothing. But what I do know is, if I said, come and beg for power and authority, mm -hmm. and so when he did that, his life started to become well for him. So for us, it's important to like look at that story in many different ways. One is that he was the offspring of the ones who performed the ancient rites of the city of Ife, which means that he was from. Good stock, yeah. What you call, you know, good lineage. He had good blood in him, and so some of us are like that. Where you know, like I'm supposed to be something. Mm -hmm. We don't know what in a lot of cases, but like I'm supposed to be something. I feel like I should be better than I am right now because inside we know we're great. We're 
uh, 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 the DNA of kings, queens, uh, uh, blacksmiths, right, right, carvers, creators of culture, you know? And there's a part where we hit this wall where it's like, okay, I've done all the things that I've been told to do by my forefathers, but the ancestral peace, the spiritual peace hasn't been woven into our lives as much as things like, let's say education, for example. You know, we like educate those kids, and that's, that's, it, that, that's important. Spirituality is equally important because when stress comes from education, life, marriage, whatever, you what gotta, do you have? Yo, you got it. That's your base. That's your base. Yep. And so that story talks to that. So, I, you know, I, I just like to pull that story out because it's a simple story. It was very complex at the same time, and it relates to many different demographics of people. But for us here in the States, it like really hits on the head because we've been disconnected from our mother, our tradition, our land, our drum, our food. Right. The way we interact, our, hi our hierarchies, our systems. Yeah. You know, we've been cut off from all of those things. Right, it's a passage. Exactly. Yeah. Yo, so, you know, like, basically, you know, you, you get from that, don't be afraid. Cause they hold you back too. Cause basically, like we said, in old dude, he was like, "Look, I don't, I don't know how to chat, I don't know how to be face, I don't know how to be yeah. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So basically, like, I think that's one of the most. That's a great. That's an important old dude. I feel like for somebody that's really going through something, feel alone. But you're really not alone. And take it, take it, take it a step further. Step further is. Let's say, let's say the person does connect with their ancestors, right? Talk about being afraid. Like when they do, they come get a reading or they visit a babalao or they go to a ceremony. We feel it and we know it's real. We know it's good. Some, some innate, innate says, this is for me. But fear again makes us See, go man. to the back of the ceremony. Yo. Look at the ceremony with a fear lens, which puts another wall up. Even when you've walked into the room, I see it all the time. I see we have a ceremony. The drums are going. Everybody's feeling good. And then you see a person that's feeling good start to think about it like, wait a minute. What's really going on here? <laughs> You're like, wait, don't leave. But see, you got to cut it. <laughs> You folk, folks get folks get a change and look too, Bob. That part, they are. You did what I said. They are. And you don't want to look. You don't want to look dumb. If you don't want to embarrass why? yourself. But what I got from that story is, especially where you saying, "Okay, I'm gonna do this," but I don't know. I don't know. It's it's kind of like it's better to do something than nothing. Yes. You know, it's at least try. Put your hand on it. You put the effort, right? Put your hand on it, and it will come. The more you start showing up more you're reminded of yourself is this going to come to you but you have to start somewhere it's true that's tradition that's how we learn mostly is through doing and 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 when, when i was in nigeria in 2005 i've been studying this tradition long before that but i saw something that i never saw before in practice was that you really get it by doing it hold on what year bro it's a 205. oh yeah Hey, it's over. Yeah, I was over there. <laughs> my, my first trip to Nigeria was 2002. 
That's my first trip to Nigeria. Twenty years. Twenty years. It was a long time ago. Sheesh. Many moons. So in two hundred five, I saw like if I just sat and watched, mm-hmm. went back and practiced, but and not read because I was accustomed to watching, reading, watching, reading, then applying and practice. Right. So I learned that if you watch, go do it and fumble, mess it up, watch again, go back and do it. The next time it gets a little better, it gets easier. And that's how you learn to master something, not know something, master something is by doing it. Because when you put it here, you don't really have it. You just, yo, so you're just familiar with yo, it. Yo, you, know? yo, you learn it with your hand, you learn it with your hands. Yeah. And that's how that's how in African spirituality, that's how we internalize, which turns into what we can manifest. Repetition. Yeah. Ritual. But I don't think that I know it's, it's when you come to a new space or you come to a new practice and it's all new and unfamiliar, but I think especially black folks, I feel like we already have some semblance of what's going on. Like you hear phrases like, Oh, he been here before. Uh, we keep coming back. And it's like, it's hinting at what we're doing anyway. You know, so I think a lot of people are already familiar with it, but, you know, as far as the practice, you know, it's, it's like you, you have to come back into yourself. Well, piggyback off of that, you, you're absolutely right, because we never lost who we were. No matter what people say, it's still inside of us. That Africa still in you. It is. You can, you know, look at look at the black church. The call and response. The worship. Ring shout. The ring shout. Yeah, shout out to the whole corridor, the whole Gullah Geechee Nation, Queen Quick. But you know, it's it's in those man. It's it's no matter if you want to fight it, it's in you, man. Right. Africa is in you. Right. Where you trying to claim another this is in you, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you see, you see things like um uh pouring out liquor for your homies. Mm-hmm. I seen that way before I knew what a libation was. Mm-hmm. You know, had no clue what a libation was. Uh, but I saw that consistently. Um if you go to any like old person's house that has like a fireplace. Normally, on top of that fireplace, it looked like a shrine. Yep. Of some sort. Yeah. Um, they gonna have Martin Luther King going up. That one picture of Jesus. It might be John F. Kennedy. Jesus. It might be Jesus. It might be John F. Kennedy. It might be John F. Kennedy. It depends on how you forward the generation. It might be John F. Kennedy. Definitely a glass of water. You saying JFK? Obama so oh, up there now? Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> they don't You're right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the many right? So that's synchronization. When somebody gets killed, yeah, in the street, right? What we do? Got we go put good. the teddy bears out, the yep. flowers out, the t-shirts out. Yep, the t-shirts. You know, those are things that that uh, resemble ancestor veneration mm-hmm. that we've just done without any prompting you know, through any kind of African spirituality. Right. Um, I mean, it's a home go- going, right? It's yeah. a home going celebration. It's Absolutely. not a funeral. 
And we know we're going to see them again. Yeah. Where's that come from? Come on. And the bigger your church hat is, talks about how, you know, big you are as a mom in the Influence. church. Influence. That's the same thing. Influence. With, like, you know? Right. The bigger your rap is, talks about how big of an EI you are and, you know, mm-hmm. who you married to or whoever that, or whatever that is. Okay. Yep. And so, yeah, some of those things that reflect uh, African spirituality, like um, uh, collard greens and black eyed peas, yes. dollars and cents, how that how that prosperity food, uh, no, no, what it means, wellness food, yeah, you know, that you have at the at the beginning of the year, um, the the shrines that we have in our houses here and there, the, mm-hmm. the shrines that are put up. Well, somebody gets killed in, in the neighborhood, you know? And and how we gather, though, that's the other part. Not only the shrine, but how we gather there and put our energy to the home going of that person. That That's, okay. I don't think we know how powerful that is, what? you know? And, and the candles going and our energy pushing that person to uh, transition well, for the family to heal, like all that's like so intentional. It's so African. It's so spiritual. So, absolutely. What do y'all think about this new trend of people saying we are not our ancestors, and they're saying it with their chest, like just disrespecting their whole legacy, right? Like, right. So I wanted, I wanted to hear what y'all felt about that because I'm like, that's hella disrespectful, and I, no. I know it's a podcast. Some shit I'd be like. Yeah, you shouldn't even say that. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> but you got to understand a lot of this is social it's ridiculous. Media, a lot of this is social media revolutionary. Mm. Yeah. Which, mm. which is, I feel like you can look at that this way or this way. You know, you got certain movements that shine light on certain things, but then you got certain. Things you like, man, what the hell are they talking about? You get what I'm saying? So you can look at it. Like I always say, social media is a gift and a curse. That's just that's just my perspective. Cause in cause you can surround yourself like everybody's in the bubble. You 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 can say you not, but you you in the bubble. You get what I'm saying? Right. So you can surround yourself and get your algorithm where you just see certain stuff. But Say the question is to you know we not our ancestors. You're right. I do find it disrespectful. You're right. You are not the ancestors. That's how I look at it because you're not in the street. Mm. You're not walking in a church shoe for ten ten miles. Right. You ain't going head on head on with the police. You sit behind the keyboard typing. Right. So you you absolutely right. You are not the ancestor. Or you sitting there recording it. Right. Way over there somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you said, are you saying somebody get choked up? You're right. You ain't the ancestor. And the ancestor would have ran over there, would walk down, help the brother out, help the sister out, because we can't forget the pony killed black women right. just as much more as the black man. Absolutely. But you, like you said, you sitting there recording. Get off of him. No. Nah. Yeah, you're right. You ain't right. But I want them to speak for yourself. Point. You don't speak. You don't right. know my ancestors because it's right. like you yeah. don't know yours. Right. Yeah. I know I'm my ancestors and I'm honored. Okay. I guess that's the point. <laughs> I guess that's the whole point. The disconnect is if you're not doing something that is in the 
same practice of your ancestors, then how could you connect? But then, you know, I'm like, if you don't react to these situations like they did, if you don't take a spiritual practice seriously like they did, but if you don't value family like they did, like, right, then, then that you do, can't say. Then that do come from a place of ignorance. Because a lot of people who says they don't know who they are or know history. Uh, because you got to understand, you know, you have a lot of people, I, and I'm just keeping service, a lot of people that goes against King. For me, I'm from another born and raised. He a hometown hero to me. Because when you listen to the later version of King, King say, we need our money. We coming for our reparations. He, that's the only way he knew what to do. And one of our close partners, right? Grandfather, right? He Dash. You feel what I'm saying? So I, I suggest them people know more about their history, know more about their ancestors and they self. Absolutely. Absolutely. But so, you know, you bring up something about that and everybody love King now. Everybody love King. No. Would they really be rocking with them back in the day? But, I, but I'm happy they do. Yeah. Because I hate the stigma of he was soft or he was a sellout. But what you gonna do? Who got more gun than the white boy? You ain't got more guns than them. But King was ready to go to jail. That's, but that's why all these no, armchair right, revolutionaries, right, right. they ain't trying to go to jail. That's they right. trying to that's stay what I say right. right. community. I'm just saying. Man, boys, <laughs> 10 miles in 100 degree road in church shoes and a suit. I yeah. can't even keep no church shoes on for 10 minutes. Then down. I'm saying, bro. No, I'm serious. It's it's a lot of stories Well, black, the blacks was ran out of town because people just simply out no, Just right up just right down the street up in Buckhead. We had a whole, it was, Buckhead was black. But what happened, two people said they got raped, two white women claimed they raped, they ran about a tile, right up at Forsyth. We got so many stories of that. Well, black people defended themselves. We not what, that's, that's why I say, you right, you're not that answer. Cause the, the white folk come keep you out, oh, what are we gonna do? Like she says, oh, recording. No. Nah. <laughs> Right, the boat, remember? What are we calling it? The boat fight. The but chill. What do they call it? Like the brawl. Yeah, the, right, right, right. <laughs> the sweet tea brawl. What do they call it? Uh, Everybody talking about men. Everybody's on code. Would you have jumped in there? Yeah. Would you have grabbed the chair? Would you have been throwing some blows? The sisters were on code. Oh, they collected the women. The men were on code. Who was up in the gallery? Shout out to them. Who was watching? Shout out to their little young boy swam <laughs> across the wall. Swam. Okay. Cause I can't take it no more. Would you have gone been on cold? You know what I mean? So speaking of like honoring our ancestors, we actually got a moment to actually talk to some people in our community. Um, and we asked them about how do they venerate their own ancestors? How do they honor their own people? And here's what they had to say. So, Baba, yes. what's going on today? This is called Punch Bar. And so, Punch Bar is a collaboration between a spiritual community, a nightclub community, and a DJ community. And all of us are all spiritual people, and we all interact on a spiritual level. 
we're going to do something that's going to evoke more unity through social events. And so Punch Bar is going to be that. So where did this idea come about? This idea came from necessity. So I throw a lot of spiritual parties, ceremonies, and people get together and they commune, they pray. But normally we don't have much time to just socialize and talk about normal things, right? Outside of spirituality, outside of shrines. And so this is gonna create a space where we can just relax without any spiritual uh, accreditations, any accolades and just sit and kick it as people, right? And then maybe make some deeper connections. This is also a, an opportunity for other businesses to get together and market their um, products or services. Please tell us your spiritual name. My spiritual name is Orisha Bukola. That stands for Obatala comes where wealth is. Um, my name, government name is Bella. I run Bella Shea Kitchen. Heart. It is delicious. <laughs> so could you tell us, how did you honor your ancestors? Uh, I honor them the same way I honor the people in my life. You feel me? I feed them. I give them water, drinks, whatever their favorite food was or their favorite whatever accessory was, I make sure they get that as well. Um, I talk to them uh, just like I talk to you right now. And so what prompted you to get into this type of practice? So I was adopted and um, I always wanted to know where I come from. So I started digging deep, getting in touch with some of the family members that I did know and um, they led me to Virginia. And in Virginia, um, I have some cousins, and then I found out that my great-great-great-grand was from Nigeria. She was from a tribe called the Igbo tribe. So I started digging deep. I had already started getting crystals and little stuff like that because I was trying to tap into, you know, just me, just trying to find out who I am. So um, with that, I came across Ifa, and um, I tapped in. So what has been the biggest impact on your life since you started doing this regularly? The biggest impact is me working on my character. <laughs> that has been the biggest impact because when you think you are a right person because you got a good heart and you don't mistreat people, it's still some things within our character that we have to work on. And with this practice, it teaches me and it holds me accountable, you feel me? And I've never been held accountable. So that's the plus, you know, me being held accountable for my actions and how I care of myself and treat others. So how do you honor your ancestors? Um, well, I go to the river, give them flowers. I just started, so I'm still learning. Um, I'm also like, you know, giving them praise and always thanking them for leading me and guiding me through like hardships or just like happy moments and stuff. That's how I honor them. Are there any particular ancestors, like maybe as a grandmother or a, a great uncle, anybody um, that you could think of who you, you speak to frequently or you try to venerate? Um, I recently saw my mom. Uh, she was laughing in her dream. She didn't say anything, but she was laughing. She was sitting in a chair and she was just laughing. And I was like, what was so funny? They call it Funzang. Like, I want to know the joke. But <laughs> well, maybe she was joyful. Maybe, I, maybe because she's been saying how she wanted to go, and maybe that was just her expressing how happy she is on the other side. And that, that when I woke up, I was like, whoa. I was like, that, that, that makes me happy. Yeah. So my last question would be, 
Like, how did you even start on this journey? You know, what what prompted you to, to get into this? So I realized I was dealing with a whole lot of stuff, but it was nothing like from this dimension or something like that. It was more spiritual. And I just knew it was something that, something I was fighting that, that wasn't, you know, in the flesh. And I had to literally go seek out somebody that helped me because I knew I, I thought I was going insane, but I really wasn't. It was me going through that awakening. I love it. I love the new version of me because the old me was just like, very like, like, very passive to a lot of shit. Now I don't take people bullshit no more. And I think that's the one thing that I'm learning is boundaries, boundaries, and not people pleasing as well. Can you start by telling us your name? My name is Martin. All right. So do you honor your ancestors in any way? Oh, always. I always. First thing in the morning when I get up, I give gratitude to my ancestors, to the universe. I have to. I have to acknowledge them every day without fail. Are there any particular ancestors? Well, as you know, your direct family is your ancestors. So I honor those and then um, I give affirmation to the universe in that way. So that's how I do it. There's a lot of things that I do to honor my ancestors. It's funny you say that because my mother's birthday is coming up and she passed away. So one of the things that I do to honor her is I like to cook a meal that she likes to eat and I like to dance because she loved to dance and love, she loved to go out like a lot. So a lot of times when I'm going out, it's really for her, you know what I mean? And I know that she would have liked this event for sure. Like this is something that she definitely would have been into. Now, when I tapped into my spirituality, it changed my entire life. It changed the way that I talk to people. It changed that, the way that I'm outside and roam these streets. It changed the way that I do a lot of things in my life, the way that I eat. You know, what I do when I first wake up every morning, you know what I mean? Like giving thanks to the ancestors every single day, praying to my hood, giving thanks to Ifa, giving thanks to Takasha, and really practicing my Native American spirituality and practicing Ifa has like helped me in so many different ways. And as a mother as well, like to be a better mother to my children and to raise my children in Ifa, to know that they're gonna do great things because they have that discipline. All right, so we know that we all come into our belief systems, um, who we pray to, um, who we honor by way of family a lot of times. I know I grew up in the Baptist church, this a bitty church, um, I've been baptized. And in addition to all of that, my own mother and father have told me stories about my family. They told me, some creepy stories and you learn a lot you know but a lot of that is to prepare you for life and to prepare you for how we roll how we operate because we've been here before they've been here before and with that they teach you about your grandma your great-grandma your great-grandpa where you come from so i would say how i came into generating my ancestors was it was visiting grave sites it was hearing how we related to such and such and john and Jane and they, all of that. It's really, for me, it was history. And it was these stories that connected me to my bloodlines on both sides of the family. How did you all come into ancestor veneration as like a, a practice, a part of your life? You want me to go? Well, so for me, my, my story is kind of unique. 
I wasn't raised religious. So my grandfather was <laughs> a seeing man. So it was always so like we like he was all he would always tell us these stories, you know, just about different stuff. Like had obituaries around the house and just say, you know, this is such such they all that's your uncle boy. Or that's such such that's such such. Well, he had a washings in the house and practicing a little hoodoo. You know what I mean? So the older I got, that's when it was like, hey, okay, this more of a African American truth, African American way of honoring. Well, you get your candle, set up your little shrine uh, with the water, <laughs> candle. You know how over your flowers when you cook, you feed your ancestors. So that's more. That's how it, for me growing up, it was it was on the soul. I didn't go to the old steps till I got older, maybe you know, late twenties early 30s but being young honoring the ancestors we would definitely go to the grave sites and you know go with the obituaries in the house hey uncle such and such or whatever so yeah that was in my grandparents house yeah i think that's amazing because it's, it's interesting how it just kind of slips into your everyday life and you don't think about it as demonic you know it's, it might be a song that comes on the radio like my dad rest in peace he loved luther vandross me and my mother will be driving to where and Luther would come on. It's like, oh, dad's thinking about us. Mm -hmm. But he's gone. Yeah. So where did that concept come from? Yeah. But he really not gone, though. Hey. Hey. Um, Why did we start saying Luther Vandross before the tape? <laughs> hey. Uh, that was just. Is it a chance? <laughs> Even if. That was my daddy. That was your daddy. That was just Alfred <laughs> Boone, Luther Bandross, right. weird, crazy, that was silly singing, you know? So right? that's dope. I mean, you know. That's dope. Or we say somebody's dreaming. Oh, I had a dream. I got this message. You don't think that's a little mystical? Like, <laughs> I just so. feel like. I would think so. Honoring your ass is just like fighting. <laughs> Is it, it should be basically like when you get up and brush your teeth, if you brush your teeth. <laughs> Just honor yourself. We hope they brush Honor yourself. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Because cause one thing I know, the ancestors are here. <laughs> they are very, very alive. Not in the physical realm, but in the ancestral realm. And they active. <laughs> yeah. And they'll come to you too. Yeah. Shit. I know you have, well, I, I'm telling you, but I didn't, well, shit, I done woke up. I'm like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> My dad told me, boy, like, it's good. <laughs> like, you gotta relax, nigga. This shit too real. No cap. It's him. So, yeah. I ain't talking, you know, no spooky shit or none of that. I'm talking about, and I'm pretty sure folks have had those dreams. Like, yeah. Now think about the people who have that gift and ability, but no place to put it as far as yep. making sense of it. You yep. know, let's say let's say you had somebody had the same ability you have, and they dead, or deceased father coming to them every week. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they don't have a place to put that. And then they ask a church member, "Yo, what's this?" And they like, oh, "That's the devil." Like you know. That can put you in a that shit put you in a, yeah, that shit put you in a binder. Because yeah. 
Now you struggling with your faith and you struggling with God. Damn, and my dad and the devil now. It gets real like that. that. Yeah. But I did tell my wife, I say, you know, shit, that nigga need to give me some lava no, baby. Right. But you know, all I know, but you I went straight back to the money and I'm like, dad, you coming to me talking about that. Bro, you need to drop them cat three number here, man. The black card kid. But they struggling, boy. <laughs> Talk about don't go over there. <laughs> yeah, you need to stay sub. Don't go over there. But two, that. three, six. Negative. Right. Play that on Glenwood. Yeah, mate. And what's your chapter? <laughs> what's your story? How did you uh, get here, Big Baba? Mine is a kind of a mixture of both of y'all's. Like, um, definitely the grave sites. We made it a point to always go for Memorial Day, um, take flowers out to the gravesite, remembering the names, knowing who's who, what gravesites are where. Um, so my start was through Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, but my parents took a different kind of road as far as culture. You know, they were they were black nationalists. They were revolutionary minded. They were cultural. They were woke before woke was woke. And so that kind of led me into digging more into African spirituality and African thought processes and culture, which led to Ifa. And Ifa put me back to the ancestors, basically. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't deal with these deities in this way if you don't know how to deal with your ancestors in this way, because that's the groundwork for being able to contact an Orisha or a Neturu or Abosu or you know whatever tradition deity wow. you may be dealing with, you know. Um because the practice of the ancestors when you're when you're doing it with intention, it's an easier um relationship because it's already established on earth. And then from the ancestral realm you just kind of reflect yeah. what you did or would have did on earth through a spiritual shrine or a vessel of some sort. So, you know, my uh, started in Christianity and was developed more through um, uh, Ifa, well, well, mainly through like, in the beginning through ASCAC, you know, the the comedic, then to Ifa, then to actually practicing Ifa and then coming back to the ancestors again, like this is really the base. Yeah. And so I'm going to tell you a personal story. Like I believed in ancestor uh, worship, veneration, power, interaction, all of that. 100,000%. But I started to really know and believe in it 1 billion percent when I had some transitions in my life. Family members that I was close to that transition you can see those people still in your life, but they're not there, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It'd be eerie, bro. Yeah, it's like until the point, until the point, I'm sorry to cut you off, but let me say this. Well, you sitting in the room and you heal. You feel them there. Oh, those folk call you like, wait a minute. They call your name. Oh, you feel yeah. them like you feel them yeah. walking around. Yeah. So before that, it was a concept. It was, it was 
shrine, offerings, filling, goosebumps, that. But when I had some transitions, I'm like, yo, I feel my brother in the room right now. Like, then that night, he's in my dream, and then what he said in the dream happened the next day. Like, that's what I really like, yo. Y'all already seen him? No, this is... You hear that, bro? We trying to we miss you, boy. See my mouth open. Yeah, shout out, shout out, Baba Dare. Shout out, Baba Doobie. Shout out, Debo. Shout out, all the heads. You know what I mean? Shout out to all the fallen soldiers, man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's when I really like was was like, damn, this is more real than I knew because now I'm truly interacting with a personality that I'm familiar with, as opposed to a concept of of ancestors. You know. And that's when you can be more intentional, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let me ask y'all this. Why is it when black folks talk about ancestor veneration, it's, it's something supernatural. We don't do that. They're gone. You know, we don't, we don't fool with it. Mm-hmm. But other folks of color, oh, it's fine. That's part of their culture. You know, Asians do it. Natives do it. Everybody does. Literally, Disney made Everybody what's the is, what's the movie where they yeah you feel me? Katano, Kiss Channel. So, so I use it, yo. But when we do it, it's like it's they, taboo. They, they, they did Coco too. Coco. Well, you know that that that's a part of the indoctrination what happened to us. You know, a part of the slave because a lot you got to think a lot of the revolution was led through pain. We tapping into the ancestors to get us out of that bondage. But it was almost like it took Black Panther <laughs> to bust through for folks yeah. like, oh yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So like, but then I, I, I was really, afraid. I don't judge it because that's like when you trying to get to the finish line. No matter how the hell you get there, this way, that way, that way you there. And if Black Panther brought that, I'm glad. I'm glad my folk leaning on it. I, I think the responsibility is where, with the people who are what what's prepared for that crossroad to be in place and ready. Yep. When 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 the consciousness shifts, where are the people who are welcoming those people who want to know more about? And and yeah, I, I feel like you. Like I love Black Panther. I hate who did it and how they did it, but. I wish it would have been us, all that. But at the same time, I never seen that many black people wearing African clothes in the booth. I'm keeping it super simple. Cause like those are the little wins for me. You know, those are small wins for me. Like, yo, look at all these people in the theater with African clothes on. That means they went to some black businesses and bought these clothes. That means when they put these clothes on, they stopped at Kroger's before they got here. <laughs> they saw how people looked at them and they was like, they felt good, they felt good about that. They felt regal. Then they walked into a place where everybody else is in that same vibe and that put the icing on the cake or just wearing those clothes. And so for some people, it was just that moment some that turned to a whole lifestyle. Yep. And, uh, and so, like, yeah, like, like you said, how you get to the finish line, if you dive in, if you backflip in, 
then I'm oh, with it. As I long as you cross the finish line. <laughs> and then like you, like you just made a statement though, but you know, when a student read it, the teacher will appeal. Because you were saying, what if you bet they're going to embrace them? Mm -hmm. When the student ready, teacher will appeal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, hey, <laughs> I look, put on your all white African guard with your Jesus sandals. Well, <laughs> let's get it. With the kufi on with your kufi. Hey, man, I love it. Well, I know you've been back and forth to Nigeria for for many years now. Mm -hmm. I always wonder, what do the Africans think of us? Oh. Putting on the clothes, is it? It's mixed. It's mixed. Um, the first time I went to Nigeria in 2002, when I got off the plane, this Nigerian dude, he called me an Oyimbo. White boy. Means, oh, okay. It literally means honey tongue. Oyin is is like in it, like your spiritual name. Oyin is honey, honey tongue. And so, you know, I had on just some regular clothing, not necessarily African, but it was kind of like cultural. So he called me Oyimbo. And this lady, she ran up and said, don't you ever disrespect our brother. Da, 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 da. He's come home to our motherland, and you ignorant. Da, 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 da. Oh. Shout out to the black one. Shout yes. out to the sisters. Shout out was, to the sisters. I was like, off the plane, bro. Green, bro. Yeah. And so I think it was because I said I ain't wanting to get my bag or, you know, I didn't, I wasn't used to the dash culture. Yeah. I wasn't used to all that. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that yet. I'm like, no, I got the bag. And yeah, he called me Oyimbo. And so I knew what that word was. Yeah. And so she came in with the, da, 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 da. don't disrespect him like that. And so it's mixed because some people think y'all are just white people they or, yeah. or uh, uh, Europeans or some kind of like thing outside of us coming back to colonize. <laughs> That's one perspective. Another perspective is y'all are different from us because y'all are half-breeds. Yep. Uh, then there's another perspective of you are a long lost brother. So when I went, when I went, I um I didn't know that some of those brothers had never seen roots. Oh. They didn't even know people that were like 25 back then. They didn't even know how treacherous our story was. They had no clue. They don't teach the slaves. When you when you when you tell them, like, they break down in the tears like, ah, so nah. Money. This happened to no, it didn't happen to me. <laughs> like, it wasn't <laughs> totally. me. But my great, great, great they like mm -hmm. Well, they were calling them themselves. Well, but but the thing is the brutality, the brutality that we went through to make sure that we didn't remember. Yes. They My Nigerian brothers, they couldn't fathom how we went through that. And to this day, some 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 brothers in 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 Oshogbo at least still don't know the journey we went through to be here. And so Shout out to my godfather, our godfather, Agbonbo Fakari Fani, the Agbonbo of Oshobo, Oshobo land, um, who has for many years been a, a pillar of Ifa studies, 
world studies, Pan-African studies, and and has bridged a gap between the the diaspora. Diaspora, pretty. I can't even say America and Africa because Brazil, Venezuela, he's all through. That's all considered dope. Yeah. yeah. And so and so he's always taught the experience and not just Ifa. And um a lot of his students understand. And so when we have that dialogue in Nigeria, it's a little easier because he has conditioned his students and the people around him to our condition here. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that is a great place for us to put a pen in it. I hope y'all come back. But before we go, y'all, come on. Conversations can good. But we want to leave y'all. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do want, I want us to leave them with a question. Okay. How can we be more conscious and intentional in honoring our roots and our ancestors in our daily life? Think about that. Internalize it. And we'll see y'all next time. Hold on, long live my grandma, because she would have said ruts. Ruts. I get it. My folks from Mississippi. Ruts. Long live all of our ancestors who yep. did everything they did to survive, to struggle, to suffer, for us to be standing here today in front of thousands of dollars of equipment in a building that we own, in a business that we own, and we find African art that we imported ourselves. This is all the dreams and prayers of our ancestors manifested right here today. Absolutely. And we need to see that in our own lives and be grateful and honor those folks. You are your ancestors. Shen. Mm-hmm.